It's the weekend. Do we always go into that song? I feel like we've done that before. Yeah, we do. People liked the mid-90s R&B I read before. Yes, yes, that's true. People wish that we would actually do our own show of just, like... You know, 90s covers. I read that recently on Twitter. It's the weekend, everybody. Selena is on a trip. She's in Londonia, as some people call it. And <laughs> we, we mentioned that earlier in the week, but she's still traveling and, and doing all of those wonderful things, which we are vastly jealous of. The boys are here to hold it down. Holding down the fort. And uh, it's... The dread fort. It's not the dread fort. It's not the dread. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be going and, and freeing Theon right now. Theon Free would Theon. be with us. If I did a Theon impression right now, it would just be pathetic. Please do it. No, it'd just be like, <laughs> hey guys, I'm wow. not, I, it's, yeah, it's terrible. That was a good one. No, really? keep going. <laughs> Please. Look, look, you you have to uh, find your inner Theon, inner character on the mm. show because I have Sam, Zach has Lady Olena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Selena is, is given a, a reprieve because she's on vacation right now, but- Eric, you're gonna you got a little bit of homework here. You're gonna have to come up with the, with a character that you can accurately portray on the show. How quickly we get some more cheese in here? How quickly <laughs> that you guys forget that I was all of the Walders last episode? That's not even fair, dude. That is not, that is they're not even fair. real characters. <laughs> they are. There's Red Walder and Black Walder and Bastard Walder, and we did this all last episode. All right, Walder well, check this out. This this will work. Speaking of not fair, Arya does not get. To participate in the excellent bathhouse in this chapter that we read. Her second chapter. Yes, but even if Arya was allowed in the bath, she is having a crisis, a conflict, an interior conflict, because these little creatures have been with her since Flea Bottom. The ones that are inside her clothing and crawling all over her skin. And it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be right to drown them. Because they've shared the journey with her. <laughs> wow. Uh, Eric represents was... his own opinions on the matter, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's interesting because I actually wrote that down in my notes as well. Just uh, insight into Arya's character. The fact that she doesn't want to get rid of these creepy, crawling, who knows what's that are all over her. She has <laughs> respect for those sorts of things. And I think that that's what clearly differentiates her from all of the other Stark children. It's a hard world. They're traveling north. While everyone's going south. Yeah, while everyone's going south, <laughs> they see some graves on the side of the road. You know, I, I really had a lot of respect for the people in this chapter when they saw the grave with the gemstone on it and no one took it hmm. because yeah. they were respecting the dead. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. I mean, personally, I, I think that I might have taken the gemstone if I was in the situation. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. But I mean, it, it's a really hard time. I mean, Prayed, the guy, the character named Prayed, which we don't really ever get to know because he succumbed to illness mm -hmm. on the road. Yeah. They they have to bury him. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much, and I guess where you were going to is they empty his you know possessions and things, but that's not necessarily disrespectful. It's just he has no further use of them. And frankly, if they didn't take them off him before they buried him, somebody would likely you know unbury him and take well, all that stuff. Metal detector. Years later, they find this old <laughs> Castle Forge longsword. You know what I mean? Oh, God. <laughs> That's just the way the world works, man. You know, old stuff gets found on the beach with the metal detector. Oh, I remember when those were popular. This is like a road movie, or it's like in the continuing saga of Arya on the road, and that that thing about the bugs. Okay, that was that was very special, considering you know we see her morphed into at least a human killer. Um, you know, killer of other men 
that are bigger than her. At the end of, you know, season three, she seems pretty, um, she has no conflict about that. The guy clearly deserves it. But when it comes to little bugs, even ones that are making, literally making her body their home, um, she's questioning. And so that was, again, good insight. Of course, she is, a, you know, a child and she'll think about those things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, when she does have another opportunity to get clean, who knows? But she smells. I can't believe we're still talking about this. She smells as bad as urine, though. So, <laughs> so that's pretty bad. Well, so they're at this inn, and I don't believe that it's the inn at the crossroads. But you never know. There, 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 there ah. are many inns on this road, and I think the the one really special thing that stood out to me in this chapter that I thought was just really cool was the innkeeper had family that had been in the Night's Watch. I think it was his brother. Was his brother? His brother, yeah. And his brother was caught stealing salt or stealing pepper off a nobleman's table, and he was sent to the wall to take the black. So the innkeeper was like, "You know what, guys? Free round of beer." So Lamy gets beer. You know, everyone gets beer. Arya even gets beer. They have got some beer. Free beer, not too bad. You know what, though? I wonder, like, if this was the case, and I wrote this down specifically because if they had, um, what is it, Yelp? Or four square tips or something. <laughs> wow. They somebody could just leave a tip and say, This guy's brother took the black. Go in there, tell him you're going to the wall, and he will give a round to everybody who's with you. Cause they just got free beer. How like he had no proof that they were all going to the wall and they got free beer. So I wonder I wonder if you could just go in that inn and I wonder if it would be known that you could just say you're going to the, to the wall. And he'd get some that's free beer. Just taking advantage of the system, Eric. I'm just saying that's just what you got to do some days after work. It's hard plowing, plowsharing, whatever that's called. And uh, you need a beer. So tell him you're taking the black, but then you can never go back again. This chapter was obviously in the show and some things were moved around. It happened in the middle of the wilderness, in the middle of the forest, where soldiers of the city watch from, from King's Landing rode up and accosted the people that were heading toward the wall, because obviously they were looking for Gendry, and we yet don't know Gendry's name. He's still the pole. Mm -hmm. But as uh, Yorin did in the HBO show, he gives shit to those gold cloaks that show up, and he says, well, you got, what, five guys? How many do you say you have? Something like that. Is like, like, yeah. I, I got about 30. And uh, I like how they all kind of take up whatever weapon is closest to them. Is right. Like hot pie takes a he rock. He picks up a – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the guys aren't wearing any clothing because they were just bathing. Yeah, there was a guy that was in the shower and he heard shit was going down. So he just stepped out, just man manhood, just laying about the, the wilderness. Yeah. He was hodoring about. Yeah, he just hodored out of the shower <laughs> and stood there. Me being a member of the Gold Cloaks in that situation, I would rethink what we were doing. I'd be like, you know what? And it looks like these guys don't have much to lose at the moment. Uh, yeah, but I still think they're pretty well armored. I mean, the thing is the queen herself sent them. So I, right. I guess I was surprised. It wasn't until – like the numbers alone, I don't think dissuaded them. I think it was when Yoren actually got – pulled the move on the guy and and would have killed the leader. Um, you know, with the, the knife to the throat. Obviously, that was when he, he backed away. But I think they would have had to go at the 30 people, honestly, um, if it weren't for Yorin's quick-handedness. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think they would have won, though. Yorin yeah. was like, hey, I've got 15 more brothers inside getting free beer, so yeah. you do the math, buddy. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it, it is interesting too, because this whole time at the confrontation, um, Arya is telling Gendry, she's telling pretty much anyone who'll listen. She's like, they're after me. They're after me. It's me. They want, it's just that the other thing. And she, you know, they're trying to hide her. Gendry's doing the best he can. Why would they want you? All this other stuff. And she's convinced and, and even tells Yorin too, in front of everybody, they're after me. And then he comes up and then like touches Gendry and is like, no, they wanted him. Everybody's like, I, I, I was really surprised though because in the show it kind of remained a secret for a while. She told Gendry, and that's the way it stayed. But here in the chapter, you know, she's hiding with Gendry and telling Gendry, "They're after me. They're after me. They're after me." But at one point, when it starts to get a little serious, she literally does step out and just start yelling it to everyone. Yeah, no, she does, and, and you just wonder, well, okay, seeing as how she's posing as a boy. Like, what is this boy's purported to have done? Like, now she's got to think up a cover story for later. Because they're going to ask her, well, if, if what they wanted was Gendry, what do you think you did that was so bad? Um, and she's going to have to come up with something. Well, that's true. It does kind of break down the wall. I think luckily in this situation for her, probably just the scariness of the whole situation made everyone forget. Yeah. Well, I, and the difference of the show is that this guy actually, the officer, points at Gendry and specifically says we want him whereas yeah it was left up to interpretation later on you got you you got, at the close of that episode you got the resolution that you were looking for right that it was Gendry that these guys were after but it was after a little bit of misleading through the storytelling that you know they end up killing Lamy right sticking that is it isn't it needle putting needle through Lamy's throat mm. because he happened to have that bull helm yeah right next to him so now i'm sad yeah sorry <laughs> that doesn't happen for another couple of chapters so uh jumping ahead a little bit there but um what did you guys think of the conversation uh that went on with the three that were inside of this you know, wooden Cage, Jack and scary guys. We finally get introduced to him, uh, <laughs> Biter and Rorg. <laughs> These classy individuals that are on their way to the wall. I think more more than anything, I was just in in complete trance of Jacken's coolness to be able to speak like this about them directly in front of them. He was the entire time he was just like, you know, a man is embarrassed by his friends. You know? <laughs> a man doesn't choose who he's caged with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he was pretty much Jedi mind tricking the whole time. It was very like slow and and um, well informed the whole time. It's like it's like clearly his education is so much above everybody yeah. else's, and he's like, but he's caged. Like J- Jaken, you is clearly the standout guy in that cage because the guy next to him has no nose. The other guy just bites at people. Yeah. The <laughs> right, biter but, with his filed teeth. You, oh, you got to wonder though what he's able to do to sort of keep them at bay because he is sort of the the civilized of the three, mm-hmm. as you pointed out. But yet he's traveling very long distances, and he said, "You know, we don't choose our companions in in the black cells, right beneath." But he he King's introduced Landing. them to Arya, which means at one point they all spoke and gave their names, you know, yeah. because because he got them from them. And so I, I was thinking at the same time how unlikely it was that they would talk to each other because they're all kind of a little crazy. Um, at least the other two are, but the other, the other part, they're sharing that cage. And in the end, at some point, some humanity in them kicked in and said, I'm, you know, this is my name. Um, so that was very interesting. Yeah. 
Well, Absolutely. the thing that ties all three of them together is that they would all they would like some beer. You know, yeah, the beer's flowing for free inside. Please go inside and get them some. I think I would have at least for Jackin. Yeah, I mean, and then you pretty much would have had to for all three of them because they would have just yeah. they would have yeah, fought to the, to the death or something like that. But uh, yeah. and I agree, it's not it's not that difficult of a request. I think you know what it was is Arya was trying to keep an even lower profile. She just you know she wasn't quite sure, and they can't really let them out of the cage. So maybe they're too dangerous for beer. Well, yeah, I think that they would probably not be in the best state under the influence of alcohol. They're already a little bit too dangerous. It's like, let's lower their inhibitions and see what Biter gets up to. Yeah, that's a good point. With his weeping sores. Before you know it, Biter will be pulling babies from the arms of their mothers. This is where we get to hear the famous line from the TV show where she gets close to him with the with the wooden sword. And he's like, bring that over here. And it's like something about sticking the sword into the bunghole. And yeah. it's just like, well, work's got some uh, he's got a colorful vocabulary. <laughs> here, here you go. Come closer and I'll shove that stick up your bunghole and fuck you bloody. Damn. Sorry, that's, is that set a little too intense? I, too add, intense. I added some stuff at the end there. That was you added it. It's good improv. Sorry, whoa, it's plagiarism or whatever the hell you want to call it. False advertising. Misquoting. Not sourcing the material properly. What I what I tried to 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 allude to there was the story that uh Arya hears about possibly possibly her dire wolf. Um, you know, there's a story of a she-wolf nearby that's terrorizing children. Um, and Arya can't help but wonder if this could be her long lost but not forgotten direwolf. And this is the whole reason she stepped outside. Essentially, she was she was having beers with everyone inside the inn, and people started gossiping, and she was able to overhear it. Essentially, the the story goes as this: There's a wolf that is dangerous, and that is so smart that all the other wolves are packing with it. So everyone's afraid to go out into the forest. And Arya gets to thinking, "Wait, hold on a second. This is where this is this is very near the area where I told Nymeria to take." to take a chill and kind of, you know, leave for a while because you're going to be murdered. And so immediately I got excited because that is exciting. The prospect of that. Yeah. And I've always wanted to see Nymeria again ever since the, well, it's just the saddest parting I think ever. Um, You know, she basically has to throw rocks at, at she does, she does have to throw rocks. And it's said in this chapter, a little bit more detail only after the first few rocks landed did did it really scare Nymer or get Nymeri to go? You know, it's pretty much like saying, I don't want you anymore. Clearly it's for her the direwolf's own good. Maybe some people think the direwolf understood that. But when and where is the right time to come back? Really? You know, and Arya feels as as would anybody that, you know, having a wolf is such an advantage, she'd be able she'd be protected instantly. Um but she doesn't have that protection and we don't know where Nymeria is. So well, this they could hook up story, again now though. I mean the queen isn't around. She's not gonna do anything. Yeah. yeah. Well I'm just saying though, but where is the direwolf? You know, if the Starks know. if Read the, the Starks have this uh you know, one eight hundred number for their pets, you know <laughs> they, they don't you think I don't that think she so. do you think that GPS she'd have used colors. it? Yeah. No. Do you think that she'd have used it by now to really mm-hmm. ask for her direwolf back because it's about to, but then, then again, that would give away her identity completely. Well, <laughs> I, I did want to correct myself. It's actually hell bitch, not. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, that that's just you know minor, minor. Um, yeah, yeah, but, little uh, things. No, I, I liked um, Arya's reaction though when they started talking ill of the dire wolves. You know, saying that they would <laughs> ravage these towns, that they would kill these babies, and do all these terrible things, and. 
you know, she, you forget that despite how mature she is, you know, the things that we've seen her go through and just her character, I think is mature for her years, but yet at the end of the day, she's still a kid. And when they're talking badly about something that she really cares about, she's very outspoken and she forgets herself and she forgets where she is and who she's supposed to be. And she just starts like going off before Yorin tells her, get the hell out of here, go outside. Boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, Boy. it was smart not to draw a lot of attention to her and it was good that she left if she, you know, I mean, I feel bad because it's a fool's hope. I, I believe to assume that this is Nymeria, but I'd like to think that only a dire wolf could lead all of these wolves into such a, a in such a straight line and plan attacks and to survive so well out in the wilderness. And I think that if this is Nymeria, it's a mirror so much of what Arya ends up doing in the book, and that's leading a pack of people trying to survive, heading toward a goal. And hanging out in the wilderness together, that's, I mean, essentially the same thing Arya begins to do in this series. And if Nymeria is like her, like we know the dire wolves are, I mean, it makes complete sense. The other piece of information that we got during that little back and forth inside the inn was that Rob is on the move. So Arya doesn't know anything about what's happening back at Winterfell, what's up with her brother, what's up with... Catalin, you know, this is kind of the first real sense of hope that I think she's gotten in a long time, right? Because she, all she knows is what's happened at King's Landing, and she knows that her father is dead and her sister is captive by the queen, but she doesn't know what's up with the rest of her family. So it was kind of a nice tie there for her to see that for the first yeah, time yeah, in a while. I, her, she is supposed to be deposited at Winterfell. That's the plan on the way to the wall. Make an Arya deposit at Winterfell. Yeah, yeah. No, Yorin's going to you know <laughs> drop her off, but uh, I don't remember why that doesn't happen. It could be because the gold cloaks come back, but I'm just trying to remember correctly. I'm but- seeing a trend here in these chapters for the younger kids, and that's all of these adult themes coming into the story from characters surrounding them and we're kind of overhearing it and able to draw our own conclusions and it's really interesting because it's almost like we know more than the character and these points of view like we're assuming more when we hear about rob moving we understand a lot more of the implications of that than aria does you know what i mean right and remember that rob is a character uh, in the series that is not ever a point of view character we we only learn about his movements and what's going on with him through other people. And 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 in this book in particular, you really don't get to experience him very much. So, you know, it, it, I'm interested to see like how you guys respond to that dynamic because obviously Rob was very much present in season two of, of Game of Thrones. So uh, on, on HBO. So um, now you get to see how, you know, book readers dealt with his character um, throughout the course of the series for as long as he's around. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can honestly say though that the, um, fly on the wall kind of talking about Rob is pretty exciting because they keep referring to him as King in the North. And to, like, because he's only referred to as that, um, it makes it seem like they're actually, there's this sense that they're taking it really seriously, which is important. But in the TV show, there's that one scene in, in season one and, you know, we have, we're shown immediately, uh, all the people that are, that are with him. But the fact that these random people in this inn are talking about the king in the north as if he, as if he is a king, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say here? Like it, it is, yeah, it great. is going to be like Westeros 
is going towards a split, a north-south split here. And it just because it gets destroyed so quickly in the show um, or is not dealt with or things, things like that, you can never see kind of the seeds of it being formed in a way. And I, I like Indeed. that because we're in this state where these mm-hmm. people really expect Westeros to be split in half. We are. Yeah, no, it's really cool to see. You know, I, I'm enjoying these chapters a lot. And I think that, you know, Arya moving forward, we understand from watching the show what happens to her. But you guys have written in and, and have said, I'm going to be interested to see how you react to a lot of these uh, differences between the book and the show. And, you know, it, it still amazes me how even so early on, there are all of these pivots that are so different, but at the end of the day, resound the same theme yeah, throughout, exactly. you know? Yeah, I, I, I think back to the, the first episode that we did for this book, and you know, I remember Eric saying, we get Solis, we get Shireen, which is a huge difference. Uh, you know, the fact that, um, you know, Shade, it, it doesn't, is not physically brought to be with Tyrion within, you know, the actual... I want to call it a castle, but I know that's not right. But you know, she's in King's Landing, but she's at a whorehouse, right? And there, there's all, there's right. these stark contrasts. No pun intended. But <laughs> you know, we see the phrase actually go to Winterfell and uh, you know become wards there. So it, it's really kind of getting the full thrust of the story. That's the one and only downside to the TV show because there there really aren't any others in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's why it's so much fun to go through these books and, and you know, to discuss it amongst friends because – at least that's what I think we are, right? I mean, we're friends. So. <laughs> Just keep thinking that. I won't friends, say. So. I won't say yeah. anything if you don't say anything. <laughs> right. um, no, but really, you know who's not going to be friends anytime soon is uh, Gendry and the Queen, um, because he again, just again, okay, he's marked. Um, she knew somehow. She knows. I thought you were talking about Renly. No, Gendry. She knows some. No. She knows somehow oh. that he is Robert's bastard son. Um, however, Ned found out. She found out probably the same way. Uh, and you know, she sent these, these guys to seriously take him down, um, bring him back to, to, to her. And I don't think that that's something she's going to easily forget. Um, you know what, frankly, this, what I have to say is Cersei has shown a very strong tendency now to completely and utterly disobey the law of Westeros. She ripped up the note from King Robert and couldn't give two shits about it. Yeah. Now she's going after... Gendry, who, as Yorin points out, is under the protection of you know the Night's Watch, the Night's because Watch. he is going he, to take the black, be, going to take the black, right? Exactly. So, you know, it it shows her character developing into this individual who really has absolutely no disregard, or absolutely no regard, I should say, for any sort of law or or enforcing of those laws, and that's dangerous for her, not only for her but for her family because her family is becoming known as as this group of individuals who don't to whom the rules do not apply right and and why should anybody follow them it's a lot like the mad yeah. king you know you know the the heads on spikes in king's landing and just the general discourse of the people how do you go by go about your day on a normal schedule when you've got a bunch of beheaded people over your house, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's weird. The dynasty that they're building right now is is one of deceit, and the kingdom is split. 
dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And I just thought, dun, like, dun. again, we talked about this at the end of uh, Tyrion's chapter about how much of a mess he has to clean up. But really, like, he's, we know from the TV series, it takes him the whole, you know, season, at least all the, all the way through Blackwater for him to be able to kind of keep a little bit of a, a hold on it to keep Joffrey in check, et cetera. But even Tywin still has to do that when he arrives. Yep, true. I'm looking forward to our chapters next week. Yeah, me too. Week. Let's see what we got. We got John. That old fool, John. John. What? <laughs> we got John. John Snow. We have Catelyn. Okay. John, Catelyn. I'm turning the pages. Hold on. <laughs> None of this computer shit that you guys use. Oh, yeah. And Tyrion. <laughs> so Tyrion makes a return appearance. Oh, look at that. Lot to look forward to next week, people. Lots. Indeed. So uh, just wanted to let you guys know in advance to uh, send us your owns for those three chapters, John, Catelyn, and Tyrion. Uh, we, uh, we will use them. We will possibly abuse them. Abuse yes. them. Uh, and I can't think of a third word that rhymes reuse. appropriately. But reuse. We, we will. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? We will reuse them um, on. Um, we won't. On all of our we episodes. <laughs> slated for next week so uh we look forward to those and speaking of owns good one how about we give ours for this chapter well it's an easy one for me i'm gonna have to give my own to aria for smacking Mm. biter you know attacking someone who can't attack her i felt like he was almost going to break free from his manacles and i'm glad he did not because that's a guy you don't want on your bad side so aria you stay classy (laughs) I'm giving mine to Jack and Hagar, not because he's suave, although partly, um, but just because he asks uh, Arya, you are called Ari, are you not? And and so he's been totally <laughs> eavesdropping this whole time, getting to know the other boys who are on the way to the wall. And he's, you know, for the purposes of strategic manipulation and maneuvering um, so that he can relate, so that he can call them over and, and pique their interest and maybe get it, find a way out of that cage. He's mm-hmm. doing what it takes to free himself. I will go into obscurity here. Oh, I no. will be that person this episode. To the bath for I'm cleaning their nude bodies. No, 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 no. Uh, I am giving it to the sallow man in a travel-stained green cloak. And I stress remembering <sighs> green cloak for later on in the book, maybe later on in the series. When he says, it's been a bad year for wolves. G- green cloak, sallow uh, man. Thanks, Micah. Uh, no, I'm going to be looking for colors. Myself, just so I don't forget. If you're reading along with this, people, join us in, in searching for the cloak that is green. Cloak. Do you hear that, Micah? Do, what? Do you, do you what hear is it? it? That's the sound of Eric packing up his bags and flying to Portland mid-recording. That guy's got some freaking nerve. Some nerve just leaving the show mid-recording. But you know what? <laughs> it means that there's more airtime for all of us. I was yeah. going to say me, but then I realized with Eric not being here and not talking so damn much, <laughs> it's more airtime for all of us. You know, Sam, now you have an opportunity to speak freely without being interrupted. It is true. Well, while you're here, uh, we do have a few owns sent to us here in the twilight of this week leading into next. Would you help me? Could you help me do this? Absolutely. Timothy Mulligan writes in and says... My own for the Aria chapter goes to Sirio Pharrell for being the Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi of Westeros. Fear cuts deeper than swords. Yeah, own goes to Ben Kenobi. That was a good job, Sam. It's almost like you have a Twitter app where you are. Well, we have some things up at the wall. I can't talk about them, though. Not yet. They're a spoilery. Yeah, a little bit. 
but you know we're we're improving. We just got AOL 4.0. <laughs> the little disc came in the the Raven yeah, carried a little disc. The Raven in. carried a little CD. <laughs> All right. Well, since we're on the topic of talking about own sent into us, I do have an email here from a Mr. Dylan Manwoody, a returning owner this week on the show. And he says, I give my own to the guy on the King's Road who has to push a wheelbarrow with an anvil in it. <laughs> that sounds like a bad time to say the least. I didn't see that one coming, to be honest. Dylan Manwoody strikes again. That was a little obscure. <laughs> we like obscurity on this show. We do. We respect obscure owns on this show. Now, with Eric being gone... Micah, Sam, and myself are left with the task of telling you guys where exactly and how exactly to send us these owns. The easiest way, I'm assuming, depending on what sort of connection you have, you can head all over to twitter.com slash gameofowns, and that is our Twitter account. You can follow us and send your owns and tweets and kind words there. And don't forget, we also have Facebook. And I patrol the Facebook wall (laughs) every night from... 12 to 3 a.m. That's my shift. So if you want to talk to me, I get very bored up there. It's very cold and there's not much to do. But if you want to come and talk to me, you have to go to facebook.com backslash game of all. It's true. That's where our uh, Facebook account resides. And if you'd like us, that would be swell. If social networking isn't your thing, which I wouldn't blame you. You could always just email us, contact gameofowns.com. That's our email address. I'm really not used to doing these uh, communication plugs, so you guys will have to bear with me. But that is where you can email. Send your ravens and owns and thoughts. And don't forget, you can, of course, head on over to iTunes to leave us a nice rate and review. <laughs> like our good friend, Lady Riotta. That good sounds kind of sexy. whole thing in your voice. <laughs> Five stars. It's great. This Game of Thrones podcast is the best. I'm talking maybe even the best. Oh, man. They have great discussion of the show when it airs on HBO and fabulous chapter-by-chapter analysis of the books in the on-season. You can tell this review is recent because she says on-season. I I caught that. Yeah, me too. The four regular hosts (laughs) are possibly my favorite people ever. They make you feel like you are having a conversation with friends. Instead of listening to strangers talk about a television show, and as an added bonus, they all sound incredibly attractive. Game of Owns is the ultimate own to podcasting itself. High praise from Lady Rialta. Rialta? Rialta. You think she's channeling her inner Tony the Tiger on that, the subject of that review? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. We, we, I had some Frosted Flakes the other day, actually. Mm, delicious. And uh, this next review comes from a bear a bear and it says best game of thrones podcast by far that's the title i started looking for game of thrones podcast during the bye week that the show took in season three i needed my fix and had week without an episode i think she means a week without an episode it could be a guy and i'm assuming she's female but anyway goo is by far the best of those they're great about not doing spoilers for those that haven't read the books. They're funny and clever. Best of all, they don't disappear during the off-season. Right, you see, Sam shows up. He's here, everybody. Game of Owns. Pawns. They call it pawns. They just oh. the, Yeah, they left the vowel out. Pawns. Like ponies. Yeah, ponies, exactly. That's what they call us, the Game of Ownsy ponies. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Sound quality is awesome, too. <laughs> Which is always important. 
We think things like that are important. We like to pay attention to the details here on the show. You see, even when Eric's gone and flying across the country to go to LeakyCon and to meet a lot of you guys in person, which sadly, Micah, Selena, and I can't make, and we me. still, and, and Sam, we still have to push forward with the show. It's true. Because we care. Game of Owns cares. That's we our do new care. community service. It's our new community service project, Game of Owns Cares. What we'll do for you is bring you three episodes a week free of charge. How does that sound, Sam? Sounds great to me. Well, thanks for joining us, Sam. It's always nice to have you in the show. Could you uh, shut the door on your way out of the studio, please? I'll try. Okay, good. Well, the door's just right there. Try not to drop anything on your way out. You know, how that you know, dis- disappoints you Eric. You look at my ass? It disappoints Eric. No, Eric loves when I drop things. <laughs> well, next chapter... It's a very favorite one of mine because it's about my good friend John. Oh, how convenient, Sam. So I look forward to that episode, and who knows? Maybe you'll see me. We're going beyond the wall. Well, there you heard it, folks. Straight from the mouth of Samwise himself. Next week, we go beyond the wall. This is Game of Owns. My name is Zach Louie. And I'm Sam. Hey, hey Sam. Uh, I'm here, and I guess just in time to say, and I'm Mike Tannenbaum. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>